Welcome to Blake Street Banter Does Fantasy. What up, James? What up? Hi, Aaron. Hi, guys. Hey, Aaron. Hey, hey. Uh, we are coming on episode two of the fantasy podcast, Blake Street Banter Does Fantasy. And we are just going to look at some sleepers today. Real quick, real short. Uh, we're just diving into this, but we also want to present to you the BSB Fantasy League. James, can you recap what the BSB Fantasy League is all about? And I'm done with this voice. I'm sorry, guys. No more. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for stopping the voice, number one. Number two is, is that we're opening our own on public league. Um, just some fans. We got a little financial incentive of a, a whopping $10 per team. Um, just to spice it up a little bit. Doing a points league. Saver points. Um, all the details are on our Twitter. So, might as well just hit that up and see what it's all about. Because yeah. here at the Blake Street Banter Does Fantasy, we want to we want to put our money where our mouth is and actually play with you guys instead of just spewing nonsense and not doing any of it. So we want to play with you guys. If, if we're anything, we are very integrity focused. Integrity. When I think of Blake Street Banter, that's the first word that comes to mind. Integrity. <laughs> Integrity. For sure. We are going to put our money where our mouth is. And it's not a lot. So just do it. So, yeah, it's $10. That tells you how much integrity is worth around here. <laughs> you will be facing me, James, and um, our kind of our fourth person of the BSB, Tyler. So you'll be facing the quote unquote experts. Um, and we have a few friends of the pod on the Twitter that reached out. So thank you, Isaiah, Nate, Kenneth, and Nick for saying, Hey, we want to do it. So we are seven deep need hopefully three more, five more would be great. Seven more would be better. Holla at your boy. DMs are always open. Literally just like send it. Yeah. Well, we're 49 days out from opening day. Uh, well, if the opening day happens, am I right? I mean, Monfort said it's still looking good. Or not Monfort, Manfred. I don't know about you, but uh, Monfort's word is is as good as gold around here. Integrity. If we're going to talk about integrity, we can can talk about Monfort. Oh, that's what the man said. So anyway, let's uh, dive into it here quick. So we're talking sleepers. What kind of sleepers are we talking about? Let's do top five sleeper starting pitchers. All right, I think that's a good place to start. Real now, quick. Real quick. Ahead. Real quick. And then right after that, quick rundown, does the DH, which got passed today, affect our fantasy baseball? And then maybe what's a middle-round infielder that we're looking for um, in, like, fifth to the tenth route? All right? So, yeah, let's dive in. Let's just, take turns. No. Let's take go turns. Ahead. Okay, well, hang let's on. Let's take wait. turns. Hey, no, no, no. Let's take, take, let's take turns. Wait, 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 wait. No, you go first. We. <laughs> no, 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 you go I have to know what a sleeper is to you, okay? Because a sleeper to me isn't probably the same thing to you. What's a sleeper mean? This is a guy that I'm looking at, like, triple digits, ADPs, looking, like, 150 beyond, looking at the top 40 to top 80 starting pitchers. Like, we have our two top two or top three tiers of pitchers, right? And then it just kind of drops off. Um, for me, I'm looking for a number three, number four starter 
and I had a head that's going to eat up a bunch of innings, but also give me some Ks. Okay, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. When I, when I think about a sleeper, I don't necessarily think about the guy that you're drafting in the 19th, 20th round or picking up off waivers. Um, and they're going to be lights out for you. I'm just, I look at a sleeper as somebody that is simply going to outperform their ADP. Um, hopefully considerably, but at least enough that it's noticeable. Right. Right. So, um, you know, that being said, do you want to do your list first? You want me to do mine? You want to go one by one? Let's go one by one quick little reasons why and go from there. I will go okay. first. Go ahead. So my guy, I mentioned it last time in the last pod, but you probably didn't listen. So I'm going to say it again, Jordan Montgomery. Um, dude has just gotten better slowly over the last two years. Fantastic stuff last year has a nasty curve, high swing and miss rates. Um, and he only threw that curveball like at a 25% clip last year. I expect him to use that more as an out pitch and really just solidify him, his spot as a Yankees, like ace this year, like he is that guy and his stuff is nasty enough to do it. His track record so far in his last two full seasons has said he can't do it. So Jordan Montgomery is somebody I'm looking for around the, I'm probably going a little bit early on him around the 120, 140 mark. Um, I'm reaching that. That might be a reach, my friend, because I'm reaching on on Yahoo right now. His ADP is is two thirty five, and he's only drafted in nineteen percent of leagues. So that's probably somebody that you can grab on that last pick, that nineteenth twentieth round, and you know see how it goes. Or so you can even just monitor that first couple of weeks and maybe pick him up off the waiver wire if he's only going in nineteen percent. Yeah, I also have to like get my mind around this that this is like a head-to-head short league, right? Like small amount of teams, not our right. other league, not my 14 team keeper league. So I do probably need to wait a little bit, but I always get so eager about my dudes. Like I get these guys in my head and like I want that guy. So yeah. I'll probably wait on Montgomery, but yeah. All right, who's your guy? Um, so my first pick is going to be um, Sean Manaya. is where Oakland. I'm going with it. Oakland ace. So when I'm looking at pitchers, just starting pitchers in general, I'm looking at where they pitch. Where do they pitch half of their games? And so, you know, when you're looking at Oakland, places like Oakland, Seattle, um, San Francisco, those are very pitcher-friendly parks, right? A lot of runs don't get scored in those parks. So I always like to look at those guys first. Sean Manaya sticks out to me because right now um, he's going about 160th. He's coming back from injury, major injury. Um, so, I mean, he's had a lot of time to recover from that at this point, came back last season. So I'm expecting him to return to form and outperform that 160 um draft position for sure and he had good stints last year like he was like an ace for like the middle of the year and then the end of the year he kind of slowed down um he yeah, has so had agreed to be good yeah he's he's going to be fully back and in ready to rear once the season gets um underway so i fully expect 160 to me is just way too way too low my number two guy 
Um, I really like the Chicago White Sox, White Sox, White Sox, White Sox um, pitchers. I'm a huge Cease fan. Um, but Michael Kopech is somebody I think should be on my radar, everybody's radar. Just a big guy, strikeout guy. Um, he struck out 13.3 per nine last, last year. Um, left a lot of people on base. He came in as a reliever. I think the White Sox, I imagine the White Sox are going to use him a little bit more as a starter. He's not going to give you more than 150 innings, which is a little leery. Um, but just his stuff is nasty and just somebody I like, I kind of want to watch pitch. So I'm going to kind of reach for him. ADP on Yahoo is at 174. So again, yeah, he's got that, that big strikeout potential. Um, it's a sophomore season. So you expect that. Um, not that all of the adjustments have been made, but some of the necessary adjustments from the rookie season have um, have been made and calculated, and he's going to start moving forward in a, in a bigger role. So, yeah, definitely there. Um, in a similar vein, um, my pick is um, – my second sleeper that I liked was um, Shane Boz. I love Shane Boz. Um, sophomore season, again, just like Michael Kopech. Um, he's 170 right now. Um, I mean, his stats in very, very limited sample size were amazing, but the hype around this guy is legit. So that's somebody that's going 170. I don't know how high I am comfortable reaching because we don't know a whole lot from that sample size from last season, but um, he's with a great organization. The Rays are one of the best ones out there. Love your Rays. <laughs> Had to squeeze that in there. No, and, uh, Yeah. So I, I really like that pick around the 160, 150, because um, he's going to outperform that 170. Are you worried at right all? Now. Are you worried at all about his inexperience at the major league level? Like he pitched a little bit last year in September, but. Well, let me ask you, are, are you concerned about Kopech's experience? No, he has about 69 innings under his belt. Okay. Well, that's considerably more than Boz, but Boz did get some, get some time there. If you're not worried about Kopech, I'm not worried about Boss. Okay. In that same vein, I'm using your lingo, is my third guy is Logan Gilbert. Didn't know much about him, but I saw his name and just looking at it. And he's just going to be a workhorse for Seattle. He's going to be guaranteed a starting spot. Pitched 119 innings last year. Uh, or last, yeah, last year. Struck out, struck out about nine, nine and a half per nine. Um has the stuff has like can show that he has it left on base walks per nine, a little high, but like I said earlier, like I'm looking for guys that are going to give me innings that I don't have to really worry about injuries or if they're going to start or if they're going to be pulled in the third inning all the time. Um, I read a lot of stuff that he's going to have a long leash and they're going to let him kind of do his thing and try him out in Seattle. So yeah, Gilbert, who on my list, I just realized we have two completely different ADPs. I don't know why we didn't sync those up. I'm looking at fantasy pros list right now. Mm -hmm. um, and Gilbert is at a 158 ADP, right around Adam Wainwright, Sonny Gray, Marcus Stroman style. So, yeah, was like on Yahoo, Gilbert guys. is, is uh, 185, getting picked in the 17th round. He is drafted in 100% of leagues. So, 15th or 16th round you can pick him up um again a guy like that that's going to eat a lot of innings just by product of where he pitches half of his games um more often than not those are going to be low scoring games so like that pick 
Um, Thank you. You actually did mention my guy. Uh, my next guy, Adam Wainwright. I love Adam Wainwright. Um, he, it is, seems like his ADP is slipping because people are concerned about the age. Yeah. But last year, 39, um, he was lights out. I don't know what he finished rank-wise, but he was one of the top starting pitchers um, in fantasy that didn't get drafted in 100% leagues. And so that age is scaring people. But he's coming back. He takes care of his body. Um, Yadi, Yadi's still catching him. I mean, nothing's changing. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> Literally nothing's changing. And he's proved that age really doesn't matter all that much for him. Um, and he's smart enough to make the adjustments he needs to. He's been around the game for a long time. Yachty's catching him. I mean, all of those things to me is just, he's at 172 right now. And that is just way too low. I'm, I'm excited that he's that low because you can really just go out and steal one right here with Wainwright. This is my favorite out of my five is Adam Wainwright and how low he is right now. <laughs> and he's just a fun competitor. Just like, yeah, he is. He's a Tom Brady of baseball. Which I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's not going to, he's, He's just not going to lose. More often than not, this guy is not going to lose. Yeah. And Seattle has a good pedigree, right? So he might get a few more extra Ws for, from, from him that way. And Yachty um, knows how to handle him. I mean, so on and so forth. There's too many things of life right here. I would love Yachty to handle my staff. Um, <laughs> Eduardo Rodriguez is my fourth of five guy. Eduardo is just one of my favorite pitchers, like, of – not on my fa favorite baseball team. He's been on my fantasy team like for the last seven years, it seems like. Um, and I love the fact that he signed with the Tigers because the central is terrible. Um, he's not playing against the AL East. So whatever his numbers are, I imagine they're going to be boosted for what they were last year. Um, he had this fun little trend last year where one night he would suck then the next outing he'd be fantastic and repeat all the way through the season um i looked at look at him being that veteran presence on that young tiger staff and really kind of taking that upon himself and really settling it in there um and they're also my my hometown team right now so gives me something to watch again i'm pretty biased in that eduardo adp on fantasy pros is around 168 so he's my fourth guy yeah, you got a lot of biases in play, my friend. I do. I do. Um, some are built up myself and some are, what am I going to do on a Thursday night? Like, if I just need to watch something. So I'm going to try to find these guys that I want to watch baseball and enjoy it. So I, I tend to dive, add people for that reason, which is silly, but I'm also a champion. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah at least you admit it but yeah you're right it works you are you are a champion so um next guy on my list is probably the one that i think might be the biggest risk just because i think too many things at play oh, no yeah never mind keep going uh the biggest risk noah Syndergaard. um adp is 197 which is really really low to me for a guy at his pedigree um he is coming off tommy john he's in a new stadium uh, he's with the Angels now. Um, and I just really don't know where his head is at. Um, if he's, you know, he doesn't quite have that, that Wainwright mentality of competing all the time and always making the right adjustments. He just, 
he's always just tried to throw it by guys and that worked for a long time, but now with the injury and coming back and all of that stuff, um, you just wonder how that's all going to play out. And so I could see this being a high risk, high reward pick. Noah, Noah Syndergaard, like you said, is such a, an anomaly, like so much talent, but never like, I haven't seen him pitch in what seems like in five years. I, well, I mean, yeah, he's been hurt, but I mean, he's more famous for things he's doing on Twitter than on the baseball field at the moment. And I mean, he's a hurt guy, so I'm not beating him up for that at all, but um, you just wonder if he's going to make the necessary adjustments that he needs to. So I expect him to perform better than that 197 he's going at now for sure. I just don't know how much, you know, right. could be a little, and he could blow it out of the water. So again, this is my high risk, high reward pick out of the, out of my file. Over under 12 starts. Over under 15 starts. 15 starts? I'm going to go, well, assuming <laughs> assuming we're not dealing with a shortened season here. Assume, yeah. Everything. Yeah. I'll say over. I mean, I, I do like this pick for a reason, for sure. Okay. So. All right, loser. Um, my fifth and final guy in the same kind of realm is John Gray. Obviously, we're a Rockies podcast. We love our John Gray. Wolf. Um I'm, I just know that he can be good. Like he was good in Colorado. His stats like played well in Colorado. His stuff played well in Colorado. His numbers, like you're not saying like a 459 ERA last year is fantastic, but like it's good for Coors, right? He was able to pitch at Coors. I imagine with him not having to deal with the altitude stuff, him having a consistent just season not ups and downs literally altitude wise like it should help him right that fastball plays wherever fastballs like it's gonna do whatever it needs to um and he's got a pretty good defense around him because we know trevor story is gonna sign down in texas also so you got him and seager up the middle no didn't the texas rangers sign a second baseman too i don't know um mike get on that um so i think just John Gray, just kind of a fan favorite again, but his stuff will play, and I really hope he just stays healthy and can just pipe fastballs by the AL West all year. Oh. Um, no, so the um, Texas actually they signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. So Simeon, yeah. So story won't be there, but <laughs> yeah, probably no room unless they want to drive playing in center field. But Seager and Simeon, Simeon up the middle, like you're going to yeah. have some defense behind you and a lot of home runs. So the only thing, there's a couple of things I don't like about John Gray. Number one is that he's Did only anybody drafted. Ask? No, nobody asked. Him, <laughs> well, what are you, he's only drafted. He's only drafted in 50% of leagues, which isn't a bad thing, but what it means is that you can see how it plays out for the first couple of weeks or at least the first start and then probably add him after your draft. Right. Um, if things go well. But the thing is, is that, yes, he's moving from the Rockies to Texas, but Texas is going to score some more runs. But can they stop him? I mean, Texas is still a top five offensive ballpark. So, I mean, the ball still flies. It's not Coors Field. I know that. Um, but, I mean, he's still in an environment that's kind of set up for failure because I don't his, know how good Texas is going to be. His ground ball rate was 48 percent last year. He has a career ground ball rate of 47%. His stuff will play then. It might, but the thing about John Gray is 
inconsistency. One year he's plus five ERA, the next one he's flirting with the line between three and four. And then the next year it falls apart again. So it's just off and on, off and on. I don't trust him enough. If he's there in the 20th and I don't have one of these other guys that I want, then yeah. But I'll tell you right now, I am watching him on the waiver as soon as the draft is over. You'll probably drop your next guy for him. Yeah, knowing me and how impatient I am. <laughs> Who's your next you guy? Patient, last fantasy, fantasy baseball. Um, my last pick is Syndergaard's teammate, Patrick Sandoval. Patrick Sandoval is not – there's no hype around him. I don't even know who um, he is. He's just somebody that gets the job done. I mean, um, look at his stats last year, mid-three ERA. Um, he was a spot starter, and he did that role really well. So now I expect him to actually to get that fourth or fifth spot in the rotation and take a step forward. He's going at 216 right now, which, you know, your 19th or 20th round, that's pretty good. So I'm keeping my eye on him. Yeah, I'd be a little bit worried about the innings, the total innings. It looks like he was hurt last year. Um, out for whatever the season was, had a back injuries. So hopefully it gets you a hundred plus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so out of your five, out of your five, who's your favorite pick? Jordan Montgomery. He is going to be my guy all the way through. Um, I just, he will be a top hot take. He will be a top 20 pitcher by the end of the year. Yep. And I'm going right. I'm going Wainwright. He's going to do Adam Wainwright things yet again. Just safe. That's just safe. History repeats itself, so they say. So they All right. say. All right, give us your thoughts. Go ahead and find us on the Twitter or the Instagram and uh, give us your thoughts, your takes. Who are your starting pitchers that you're looking for late in the rounds that maybe we can take from you? Holla at your boys. So, yeah, to- again, sleepers, like to me, we'll do a deep sleeper. Deep, deep sleeper. You know, those are guys that are going undrafted, but these are guys that are still getting drafted in their leagues. And you need to keep an eye out on them, you know, 17th round and so on. Okay. Cause these guys are going to do a lot better than what their ADPs are suggesting, at least in my mind. I mean, All right. that's our hope, right? Yeah. Um, Kamish, Mindfred said the DH has been accepted by both sides. How great is that from a fantasy per- perspective? Uh, that's amazing because as a Rockies fan, I think about a guy like Charlie Blackman. Yeah, He doesn't have to worry about roaming the giant outfield and course field anymore and just focus on what he does best, which is hitting, you know, is he still going to, is he going to be a top 50 guy? I really have no idea based on last year, probably not in his age, probably not, but um, it does help guys like that a lot. Um, you can't expect to have a little bit smoother offense when they're, when those guys aren't worried about it. What about you? What are you thinking? I think it's fantastic. I love that. I can have a, Miguel Sano on my team who's just going to hit dingers but I don't have to worry about him like playing defense or like him taking up a spot I'm okay with my utility player actually being a DH now like I haven't had I haven't wanted Nelson Cruz in for so long just because he is only a utility player but now I like it's going to be 30 players that are on each team that can be a utility player and be completely okay so I'm down yeah. I'm down with the DH as that so like thought do we add a dh roster spot to our team as long along with the utility in our league uh we'll see what we'll see how other people are approaching it but right now i don't think we're going to change anything but 
we'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. Let's end it with this. Um, do you draft these guys? These, I'm going to give you three names. I'm surprising with this. Three names of these pro- top prospects that will probably get playing time. Do you draft okay. these guys this year? Adley, Adley Rutschman, catcher, Orioles. Yes. Bobby Witt Jr., shortstop, Royals. I draft him, but I do have a warning label with Bobby. You do have the sirens up, huh? Yeah, I do, because he's been slipping as of late, but when mock drafts were first out on Yahoo, he was going about 99. And that is simply... That's way too high. He's not going to... I can't see him being a top 100 player his first season. He might be a top 10 player going forward in his career, but not his first season. And I'll give you a really good example. And this is a hole that I fell into. All the hype and everything that was around Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, when he came out, he wasn't all that good when he first made it up to the league. There's an adjustment. There's a learning curve. And guys with this much hype and this much talent, yes, it's going sh- to shine through, but it doesn't happen overnight. And so Bobby Witt in a redraft league just doesn't do it for me. If you got keepers, then then that's a different conversation. Um, am I still drafting him? I would if he slipped. But you're not reaching. Yeah. I would if he slipped, but I am not reaching. Do not reach for these high hype prospect guys. Riley Green, outfield Tigers. No. No? I am drafting mm-hmm. him. You would yeah. draft him because that's your local team. Well, yeah, he's going to be incredible. Last one. Julio Rodriguez, right fielder, Mariners. No. No? Not, not in redraft leagues. I'm, not, I'm probably not touching him. There's somebody else better at that spot. Okay. Heard it here first, folks. Uh, that is Blake Street Banter Does Fantasy. That's the last time I used that voice ever in my life. I don't know. Holla at you boys. If you want to join our league, we have seven spots filled. We could use three more. So reach out and go rocks. Woo! Thank you for tuning in. Find more content at blakestreetbanter.com.